Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson. This is the Outlook Industries podcast brought to you by Crestview Studios here in Rapid City, South Dakota. Today, we got the pleasure of talking to Sam Weens. He is a sponsored scooter rider from Colorado, one of my good friends, and just a really inspiring individual with lots of big plans for the future. We talked a lot in this podcast about his meme page, support your local gas station, and the scooter industry in general. I'm excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Let's get right into it. It's the Outlook Podcast. Who are you at the Outlook Podcast? Yeah. Just who are you? We're talking to cool people. Hey guys, and welcome to the first ever Outlook Industries podcast. I am here with my good friend Sam Weens. He is a great scooter rider. He's a great friend. He's a cool dude. He's a film student too, actually. So yes, sir. That we're going to get into some cool stuff in this podcast. So keep listening, guys. All right. I think we should start with uh, kind of how we met. So I'll have you start, and we'll go from there. Yeah, it's um, a rather simple story, actually. Um, I had gotten back from Australia and New Zealand in. Uh, early to mid 2019. And I was preparing to go to school after my gap year had wrapped up. And uh, I decided to attend CSU as a freshman. And um, I hadn't known that you were currently attending school in Laramie up in Wyoming, which is yeah, because I've been going to Laramie for like two years by then or a year year or whatever. So and it's just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Fort Collins. And it's kind of um, funny. It's kind of funny because what happened actually, why I messaged you in the first place, and how I even found your Instagram, is uh, Ty Smith was like, "Yo, you know Sam's going to CSU, right?" And I was like, "Sam who?" <laughs> so <laughs> then I followed you on Instagram, and yeah, started messaging you, hitting you up a little bit. So yeah, yeah, that was like probably around. Um, late summer, fall 2019, that that started happening. And um, yeah, I I think it sort of originated as as Instagram comments that were somewhere along the lines of, hey, I'm up in Wyoming, not too far from you, we should ride sometime. And considering there weren't a ton of locals in Fort Collins, surprisingly, I thought that this would be a perfect opportunity to ride with some new folks. And you you happen to be one of them. flat uh fast forward maybe less than a month later oh yeah and we and we arranged for you to come down and uh i think it was just a was it a denver day or was it a just for like, collins day that day? okay i can kind of remember it like distinctly because i remember like calling you after i just got your number and being like yo i'm lost i'm in campus somewhere how do yeah I- yeah <laughs> i was try- i was trying i was trying to like verbally direct Trevor (laughs) through through campus to an area where he could park legally and we could kind of convene and go from there um and and it was a struggle at first but once we figured it out our routine was just like so consistent yeah it was so that was that was really good um we hit it off like immediately as well which wasn't um, that wasn't that the day that we drove all the way down to like Arvada and then went to, didn't we go to the Joker at the Arvada? Yeah, I think, I think that was the first one. I think so too. Was it? 
because the because the second time that we went with John, then we went to the Denver theater. That's another whole story in itself. The first, the first one, no, no the first, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the first one was Joker. You're right. Yes. Yep. In in like no. late October, I think was Ford? around the time because wasn't that Joker came Ferrari? out? Wait, wasn't that Ford versus Ferrari that we went to, and then we went to Joker with John? No, we went to those are two separate trips. I know they're two separate trips, but but we did both of those. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I believe Joker was first. Yeah, I believe Joker was the first one, and man, was that trip insane! That yeah, was one of like it's still to this day one of the coolest days of my life, and I'm oh, not that was insane you when yeah. I'm saying that. Like the the. Whoop. Sorry about that. No, the good. writing, the writing was fantastic. We oh, rode, scary. we rode um, Denver skate park, yep. I think, for D-Park. a little bit. D Park, rode Arvada. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other places we rode. Was that the time uh, we went to Golden too? No, not the same. Okay, because that was that was the other trip with John when we went to like. Um, that was Ford What's versus little Ferrari. Town? What is that little town that we went to? Alt. The Alt skate park. Alt. I think we went to Alt the first time too, though. Didn't we? Yeah. We went to Alt and kind of yep. circled around. And we went to Windsor on the yes, way. Yes, Windsor. That's right. And you and battled that rail for so long. And, and we did the one. kinker. The kinker that you need to actually see in person to believe it's how gnarly really it bad, is dude. it is like someone hit it with a hammer and it just looks it, it looks i yeah it looks ideal it looks ideal on film but you get there and there's dings and nicks all throughout that thing it is like the death trap it is like grinding a cheese grater the whole oh, time yeah oh yeah but like it's probably one of the most satisfying and unique rails i've ever done much less seen at a skate park oh yeah sure i mean it's just like a really beautiful feature regardless of what condition it's in yeah um yeah and i really liked doing that we were trying to do board through the whole thing to manny and then i was going to try a combo on the flat bar which weren't you definitely wouldn't have been done something off i I think i was going to try to do board manny hop manny precision and then trick out oh my goodness which which would have been crazy i think i mean i i'm pretty confident with that after i actually get into it though and the hardest part yeah was the little nub little nub on the end of that double kink like rail kick out yeah which, which really throws you for a loop i think i remember saying in the um in, in that video somewhere i said like it's it's like someone it's like you're in a manual and someone kicks your wheel and yeah. tries to s- screw you loose like that's exactly what it is that's that that little i think i remember i remember saying at the end of the video it's like a little plot twist at the end like yeah. i just think that's that's kind of a good way to describe it but yeah great um start to the day and i think we finished there like still early like 9 30 oh, yeah. 10 a.m so oh, yeah, it was early still had plenty of day to go and i also want to um recall um, it got off to a gnarly start from alt because I had slammed a few times at alt and yeah. crushed my elbow. And we went to, we went to, we went to, uh, Windsor, 
Windsor and in the parking lot, my elbow was a water balloon, dude. (laughs) If you guys don't know what video we're talking about, I'll link it. uh, Please, please watch it. I mean, all the videos are great, but that, that one is so, I think the best way I can um, describe that whole video in its entirety, especially because of the end is atmospheric. That's a very atmospheric video. Oh, and it's yeah. got like some really cool tone throughout, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like this kind of this calm fervor that you feel when watching it. And like the writing just gets better and better. And then slowly towards the end of the night, it kind of like cools off again. Yeah. Um, that was also the day that I slammed really goddamn hard <laughs> at Arvada on the Oh, I remember that. And, and then we kind of had to, so like I was doing this bar manual around the pocket of the mini bowl, which is one of my favorite features at our baddest great skate park. Um, and yeah, I just looped out on a whip in slammed hilarious. How, uh, what was I like? Um, uh, thumbnail (laughs) rolling on the ground. You're like dying and he's like oh thumbnail thumbnail <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's the um, thumbnail of the video too i'm sure it is yeah <laughs> um and uh we kind of had to chill out a little bit after that hung out with some of the locals people that ride arvada some of them are a little bit uh sus but a lot of locals are really cool oh they're um the, they're my the, guys the, shout the out Denver to scene. shout out to owen shout out to lucas hyde oh i love i'm lucas. sorry if i'm butchering your name yeah uh shout Shout out, shout out Lance. Lance! <laughs> Lance is probably going to watch this and screen record this part and put it on his yeah, story. He better, dude. That kid, okay, his um, front threes, dude. Oh, his front, his feeble front threes. I just the, go, whenever the, I go to Arvada and see Lance, I'm like, Lance, let's, let's see it. Let's see it. He always three. does like hanger, hanger stalls and the little thing and everyone calls him mini shack. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. Fun, fun memories. Um, right. And then I remember, I remember we kind of like had to take it easy after I slammed and it kind of got a little darker and, and um, we were like kind of thinking, pondering what to do next. We, we spent yeah. like four, four or five hours at Arvada, but it was great. Like the weather was oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember being, fantastic. I don't remember being too hot at all during that time. So no. it must've been a spectacular day. Oh, it was like pretty, pretty bluebird, like a SoCal quality day um, i just remember being completely exhausted yeah <laughs> like yeah the and end. then and then um we linked up with um my friend john oh right who, yeah and and uh he was actually he actually came to um he came with us to um arvada and then after that we split off and went to burger king which i had burger never king. been to ever yeah, I don't know how had, Sam had, can go through life and not have gone to and Burger King. It's crazy because the, the Burger King here in Durango is my most frequented fast food joint. Oh, so gross. <laughs> <laughs> just because just, just I'm, a, I'm a real cheapskate and I can find some finesse deals there. Um, and then we got, some, we got some food there and we were like, we just want to like put the cherry on top of this, this day. And I had heard about the film Joker, but hadn't oh, Sam, seen it. Sam's talking to me, right? And he's like, oh, I'm a film major. And I'm like, have you yeah. seen Joker? <laughs> and Sam's like, no, I haven't seen Joker. And I'm like, I've already watched it like twice in theaters. Like we have to go. Yeah. 
So I yeah, literally just and, forced him to go to Joker. I was like, we have to go to this. And and th- like this is where the day got really crazy. Yeah. We 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 were like, okay, cool. We could just like drive into the city, park right next to the theater, and be chilling, and that's great. We can keep our scooters in the car. It'd be so ideal. Yeah. And then we're like, oh man, there's no places to park. All these parking meters are expensive. We don't want to do this. Where's one place we know of that you don't have to pay for parking as long as it's not overnight? Yeah. The park. Yeah. <laughs> the skate park. And so we parked on Little Raven Street, which goes parallel to D Park. And we rode our scooters up 16th Street Mall. Oh, yeah. And at like that was, 10 o'clock. It was like 9 30. Like, at like 9 or 10. We were going to a pretty late showing. Um of of joker and yeah it it was a really like euphoric night again like i'm gonna go revert back to that word like it was so atmospheric yeah it was the twinkling the twinkling holiday lights people were already preparing for a christmas season oh that um that was was awesome just riding down that street dude oh there there were there were horse-drawn carriages going by we played piano with a couple locals that were kind of just hanging out. We rode our scooters and did flat tricks for some couples that were out on date nights. And finally we rocked up to the theater and we were like, Oh yes, we're in, we're going to be able to do this. What do we do with our scooters? Yeah. Oh, and, and, in this, like when I tell you this theater is in a mall, it is in a mall and it oh, is yeah, on the top totally. floor of a mall. So like, like ride an escalator up to get there is, to the theater. We, we were, there, there is no way to conceal your scooter. You can't find nook and crannies, no, a nook or a cranny anywhere to put yeah. your scooter, especially for that extent, extensive of a period of time. Yeah. Um, and so what we ended up doing was no, we there found, was like a- yeah, we found uh, the back of a restaurant, back of a kitchen of a restaurant. No, no. What we found is we put them behind that sign at the restaurant because we thought we're like, oh, wait, we'll slide them back here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I walked that's out. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So we, we figured we could just conceal them behind the sign of this restaurant that was a couple stories above the, the ground. And one of the cooks came out the back and this dude was so chill. I was a little skeptical at first. It seemed oh, like something kind of sus, but he's like, dude, just put it inside this door. They'll be here when you guys get it, get out of there. This door never locks. This door never locks. We got you. This door never locks. And I was, I was scared to death that that wasn't true. And the door was going to lock. We would never see our scooters again. Yep. Three scooters. We were like, we have to do this movie. So we trusted him out of, out of impulse, impulse decision. We trusted him. We went and saw Joker and it was a fantastic experience. Me and Sam, one of my favorite, other the entire time. Oh man, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, film ever made, and it capped off a truly incredible day. And oh, that was yeah, like the fantastic. first, the first real day that you and I hung out. Oh yeah, I think was yeah. Joker. Yeah, it was Joker, and like I will remember that day for the rest of my life. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, like, sure. It was so amazing. Like truly, is like that's that is the epitome of what scootering means to me oh yeah like it's not all about landing the most tricks or being the best at what you do just like having fun with your friends and 
riding and exploring new places and trying new things. It doesn't have to be on the scooter at all anyway. It's it can almost, just be with like-minded individuals and it's all, always a great time. So. It's almost like a social tool. Like it's almost like a tool to find friends and just to have yeah, to hang out. Absolutely. With. It's it's one of those things that it's like a it's like a, a signal that says I'm like you. Yeah. Because I like to have fun and cruise around on my scooter. Yep. Um, and, and, and that, that I feel like the scootering industry is so beautiful because the, the type of, the type of people that ride scooters are the type of people that don't do it to look cool. No one rides yeah. a scooter oh, to look yeah. cool. No one has a scooter to look too cool because it's like this socially kind of bizarre children's toy aesthetic that is kind of looked down upon in some oh, ways yeah. to put it blunt to put it bluntly oh yeah um so you know that there's that kind of collective understanding that's that silent understanding uh between scooter riders that we all kind of think alike and oh, yeah, that's sure. what kind of binds us together and i definitely found that in in trevor so really yeah, cool it's, it's uh, been first, great first time experience yeah oh yeah and that segues almost perfectly into uh support your local gas station Oh man, <laughs> which we have to talk about. Okay, yeah, no, this is great. Um, okay, so so the origins wait, wait. of my first first, what is support your local yeah. gas station for people who don't support know. your local gas station is my meme page. It's my it's a scooter. My, page. It's the primary yeah, it's my, scooter it's my, meme page. It's my scooter meme page, and the amount of growth it has sustained has been truly mind boggling. Like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. I guess, I guess not necessarily in the sense that it has tons of followers, but people really enjoy it. And like, oh. I, I, that sounds like something that's be, that, that sounds like me boasting, but it's really like, I, I look at that page, not as my clout, but more as my contribution to the scootering industry. It blows my mind. How many pro riders will comment on your stuff that blows. Oh my yeah. Mind. Just, yeah. Like, 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 it's not even like this external, like scootering meme page it's like this internal scootering meme page for people yeah, who are like really in the industry it's almost turned into a forum at this point it totally like, has yeah the, the amount of conversation and discussion that goes on in the comments section is yeah. truly mind-boggling it's awesome. um not, not to mention i have like tons of dm message requests on that page people asking me what movies i like the most uh this show you should meme this talk about this i like the page you should do more of this and like yeah. it's just like really reassuring to me that i'm doing the right thing with that page at the moment um oh yeah and all the stuff you come up with i just it's so entertaining like for yeah me and for everybody else i know they're like dude look at this like the reshows and stuff reshares and stuff like i see them all the time so it's just like yeah you got to be doing something right yeah, thanks. Um, de definitely, like, people relate to the content. Like, plain and simple. That's pretty much that's pretty much what warrants the story reshares and the amount of publicity those posts get. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the origins of the page are um, actually very specific. So, the name, the name support your local gas station. It's funny. This is the first time I'm publicly disclosing this. Um, awesome. It's not. It's not from um, Northern Limited, which many people speculate because 
um, their, you know, their, their clothing and some of their old videos have that tag on them or their old posts, um, which is um, Daniel Cardenas's um, company, Northern Limited Apparel. Yeah. Shout out to him, by the way. Um, killing it with that, with that company. I love all, oh, yeah, all those totally Northern is. Limited guys. Um, but yeah, it has nothing to do with that. It's actually, um, it originates with me, um, my good friend Pierce Goodwin and my good friend John Cross, who okay. all attended Woodward West together in yep. uh, the year 2018. This was like a couple months before I left for Australia. And, okay. um, and, when you ride Woodward for so long and you're kind of in that environment, like, don't get me wrong. Woodward is fantastic. It's like a really cool environment for people to grow oh, I love it and hone, hone their skills, talk to a ton of new people, meet pros, establish contacts with people that they're going to have for the rest of their lives. Oh, yeah. But some things you get a little bit burnt out of. And one of those things was the food. <laughs> when you're there for when you're there for seven weeks. When you're there for uh, seven weeks, like I was seven, seven times weeks. seven, seven weeks. Really? Seven were, you, times, were you working as like an OSI or a counselor or something? I was a counselor all seven weeks. No OSI one of the seven weeks at the very beginning. And then I was counselor for the remaining six. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah. So seven times seven, wait, seven times seven. 49 times three, three meals a day. So that number is the amount of meals that I would have had at Woodward. Uh And you just can't do that. there. No, you can't. (laughs) No, it's, it's brutal. Um, So exactly what you're talking about. It's so the same. we had, we, we joke about it because there's a prison right down the road. So we're like, Oh, we're just prison food. (laughs) I mean, the the truck goes, I love Woodward, but man, um, you know, like you got to make your money somehow mm-hmm. and th- they got to save some with the food. So it's understandable. Yeah. I, mean, I get it. Um, yeah, for sure. And this, the second option that we were granted was either this super dank, um, uh, pub down the street called P dubs, which that, many people are familiar with. Place? No, it's more of a burger place in Stallion Springs, with, right? It is literally within a stone's throw of the front gate of Woodward. It is oh, right there. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. It's called it's called P dubs. Many locals will know about that. Like many yeah. people that when people that frequent Woodward West will know about P dubs. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's I would I would have probably eaten there every night if I could, except the calories would have been insurmountable. Yeah. <laughs> um as as well as the burnt hole in my wallet. So uh-huh. that, that was kind of a special occasion, maybe one meal a week, maybe yep. two type thing with Pearson <laughs> and John. Yeah. So every other day or, or every other time that we wouldn't go to P-dubs and we wouldn't want to have the Woodward food, we'd go to the local Chevron, which is the yeah. gas station right across the street from uh, P-dubs. Yep. And they had like re- pretty reasonably priced stuff. It's like one of those kind of, middle of nowhere gas stations so they can charge anything because they can yep. kind of thing and so like 20 minutes to it, I, I was a little bit i like you, you were like you had that like i'm kind of getting ripped off but it's not terrible yeah um and and, and like it was better than getting stuff from the canteen at woodward so yep. 
we yeah we would we would go there frequently to get snack food occasionally some like taquitos or hot dogs or some sort of like somewhat substantial food yeah um and we kind of like established a code phrase for that because we frequented it so much (laughs) and john cross was kind of the leading man of this because he would use the word gas all the time to describe anything anything that he was fond of yep so like (laughs) that shit is so gas damn that was gas this is going to be gas. Like, <laughs> yeah. He would say that all the time. But like, like kind of pucker your lip and do the whole like, so bro, this is going to be gas, bro. It's going to be insane, bro. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that sounds about that's right. The, that's the John, that's the John cross go-to word. Go-to phrase. And when, whenever we would like kind of want to pick up on that, we would just say, Hey guys, let's go support the local gas station. Yeah. And that's where we went to get our grub. At Woodward. Yeah. And that just like that fra- that just kind of stuck with me because like think like phraseology and and dialogue that I collect in the scootering industry is just like very resonating. Yeah. And it's it just happens to be the same thing as Northern Limited. And yeah. I know people speculate that like I took it from them. I totally didn't. Yeah. You know, like l- looking back, I kind of wish the name was different. But I hadn't when I when I put the name on, I had no idea Northern Limited had that as well. Yeah, and I guess it's not really. I mean, it's. I, I mean, it's not like I'm going to claim it or not like they're going to claim it. Um, yeah. But I, I kind of have had a couple uh, opportunities where I thought changing the name would be the move. Yeah. And people were just like, "Dude, don't no, don't the name change is great it. The way yeah. it is, the name is great the way it is. What are you doing?" Like it, it sounds great. I I love it. Keep it. Um, yeah. We don't want any changes. Yeah. And so I kind of just I kind of just went with that. And um, I, the, but the but the origin of the actual account itself happened yeah. at uh Bradley Gowdy's house, Scooter Brad. Yeah. Um, okay. w- this was like mere days before I was coming back, and. Yeah. I was just kind of like, we were watching some shows and stuff nightly. And each time I would quote a show and maybe if I, if I quoted something, I'd be like, Oh, that's kind of like Dakota when you did this or something. I'll like, I'd like kind of reference the scootering industry yeah. while we were discussing the show or the movie that we were watching. Yeah, because I'm such fun. a big film, such a, because I'm such a big film buff. I can recollect so many different quotes, lines, Sam's dialogue. got like a photographic memory of Con- context of, of all these shows and memes and movies and, and sports cast moments, just like really f- funny pieces of dialogue that I can interpret and apply in the context that makes sense to someone involved in the scootering community. Oh yeah. And I'm, I mocked one up. Um, it's actually the very first meme on the page and it's, that was right. R- that time was, yeah. that's my, that's my pinpoint for the death of Phoenix pro scooters because Phoenix pro scooters was not getting the funding necessary to pay their riders. And every rider quit in the span of 24 that. hours. Yep. And, and I just, I, this is one of the most lackluster memes on the whole page, but it's the first one. So it kind of had that 
sentimental special place in my heart kind of vibe yeah and i put a i put a clip from star wars the last jedi um which is a god-awful film by the way (laughs) um with with uh adam driver as kylo ren saying blow that piece of junk out of the sky (laughs) and before that i put a bunch of the um announcements of the riders leaving phoenix yeah the the interpretation was that we were getting ready to blow Phoenix out of the sky, which is a bummer because Phoenix is actually a very influential company and one that resonated deeply with a bunch of scooter riders. So I ran um, that set for years. Oh man. If you, you're an OG, if you remember the grenade clamps that those, those, oh my gosh, I had that in my cart at least three times and decided not to buy it. And and, and I I remember, I remember their uh, suicide bars. I, man, before I realized what girls were, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the suicide bars were, were dreaming. That's man. probably that's probably what the second best thing to me was. So, yeah, that's the origins of of gas station. And since then, the memes have gotten much more, um, much. you know, m- much more grounded, and um, th- they make more sense. The context is there. The <laughs> research is put in place, and they they just pair very nicely together um i i try to make memes that don't really that aren't very temporary i like timeless memes that people can look back on and reflect that time period yeah. or if that run if, if that's like a running gag that's still continuing the scooting industry today all the better for the quality of the meme so oh, for sure um definitely a worthy endeavor on You're- my part i am very glad that i chose to start that page and man it is bizarre the amount of feedback and positive reactions i've received the only downside that i will attribute to that page is that it is tenfold more successful in terms of insights and impressions than my personal scooter page yep that's how it'll be well, I feel like you're almost like a news source with that. Lots of people get their like scooter industry news from oh yeah from your memes for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Like and and, and when when I say say there's a context behind a meme, for example, is the Phoenix Phoenix going under. Yeah. Um, people hadn't really known that, and I was kind of the first their first understanding of that actually taking place. That's happening, yeah. Cause- um. They'd see a couple riders or whatever leaving Phoenix, but you didn't know the extent of it, really. Or at least yeah, I Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be kind of the kind of person to both provide a comedic context through a film reference yeah. to these these current happenings in scootering and also kind of like give people insight into what's going on. Because yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty attentive and observant when it comes to the scootering industry. You kind of have yeah, to when you, run a page, when you run a page like that. So Yeah, you know more about yeah. the scootering industry than anybody else I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I want to talk about your sponsorships and how you started getting sponsored because I knew you were unlucky for a little bit. Um, and now you're on AO, of course, as like yep. flow team, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty... You know, it, it's it's pretty unclear what exactly the team construct of not only yeah. AO but many many teams is. Yeah, I got um, it, it kind of used to be a bit more concrete back in the day around 2011, 2012. 
they had pretty distinctive groups for what caliber of sponsor you were. Yeah. Um, typically it would be um flow is like pretty much bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I mean, not that that's a bad thing because you're sponsored regardless. Yeah. Um, but that, that kind of just sort of entails parts when you need them, the occasional shout out and yeah. following that would be am, which is like amateur rider, yeah. just kind of right in the middle. Um, not pro, not flow. You're kind of moved away up the totem pole a bit. Yep. Um, and following that would either be title, which kind of, that was like a, a park sort of team type thing in terms of stereotyping, um, yeah. you know, the, de- the demographics in which these companies were shooting for. Gotcha. Um, so like, for example, a team like lucky would have a title team where yeah. they had their like almost pro riders on. Cody oh, Fong, oh, gotcha. Um, Tanner Fox and kind of those young guns that were showing clear promise, but weren't quite at that age yet of being pro yeah, riders pro. Yeah. would be on the title team. Yeah. Um, and then, it, and then it was pro and pro, like regardless of what you hear, a pro rider, the distinction between a pro rider and an AM rider, regardless of what the company announces to you is that you're paid. Oh, a salary, yeah, a salary in scootering means you're a professional. Gotcha. That's how, that's what it means in any other context, anyway. Like, gotcha. if you're a pro football player, you yeah. are paid. You are a paid to play football athlete. Yes, exactly. exactly. So okay. technically, college athletes are amateur athletes. Uh, amateurs, but like that—that that word is thrown around so much that it seems like you're just saying, "Oh, they're kind of trash." No, no. There's plenty of amateur riders that I would gladly like to see switch places with pro riders in the industry. Oh yeah, for sure. I think, I think those names are thrown around too much and honestly don't mean a whole ton in my opinion, but, um, I've never really been at that pro pro level. Yeah. I mean, I would, I don't really venture in terms of like where I'd classify myself in terms of skill level, because a lot of people determine what quality of rider or what quality of sponsored rider you are based on your skill level. And that's just not the case. It's not you know? the case. No, it's, plenty, it's, it's, it's what you provide and contribute to the company that will inevitably determine what rank you are on the team. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you have a ton of followers, regardless of your skill, you're probably going to be put on the pro team because you because contribute you sales to the company. Because if um, they give you a, like sig part then it'll sell because you have plenty of people that will buy it precisely yeah um and that's where i feel like people like trevor and i kind of get shafted is that we are in i don't want to say the middle of nowhere but the middle of nowhere much much yeah middle of nowhere much (laughs) less dense much less densely populated area in terms of scooter riders so there isn't as much direct influence going on um, I think if you and I either lived in cities like LA, San Francisco, New York, uh, Miami, places like that, maybe we'd probably have a better chance of getting sponsored and furthermore going pro. Well, so that's kind of the layout of the pro rider in my opinion. Well, what I've noticed a lot with like just general industries is just like, you have to kind of be in those meccas to it's, it's, 
I wouldn't say it's impossible if you're not, but it's harder if you're, it's way easier if you're in like a city like LA or Denver or somewhere that's like bigger and you can produce more content. But I think from what COVID has kind of taught me at least is that you can kind of do it from anywhere as long as you network the right way. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. That, and, that, and that's kind of the only loophole though. Yeah. Because that is your avenue for gaining recognition and therefore attention from yep. potential sponsors. Yep. So if you're in my position and, or, or, and yours for that matter, we yep. don't live again. We don't live in densely populated cities or popular scootering areas or like meccas of scootering, no. yeah. such as, you know, Los Angeles or San Diego. So there's not much competition scene. You no. aren't like known by people simply by, riding in that respective area so it's definitely reliant you're so you're reliant on social media you don't have any other way or 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 video parts but those i mean and and, and actually i was about i was about to say those go hand in hand but i know i would get a lot of heat for that they don't go hand in hand but they're both digital and universally accessible so um I think video part writing is definitely more like favored in terms I, of the I, I mainstream love to see a video scene. part over Instagram feed. If you can absolutely and video part, it will one last longer. Two people will watch it for decades, honestly. And it'll resonate so much more. Yeah. Oh my goodness. If you put stuff on like, YouTube, it like if you put something on Instagram, I've heard other people say this, but if you put stuff on Instagram, it'll last like 30 minutes, basically. Like you have like a day where people will actually think about it. But like think yeah, of like yeah. R. Willie's web edit three or web edit two or any of the web edits really. Um, even before he was like super big, like people go back and watch those to this day. And it's just like they just stand the test of time a little bit better than your Instagram edits will. So they I think really do. They, they, do they, they, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think, I think. Instagram is valuable because it has that instant gratification value to it that yeah. YouTube doesn't necessarily have. Yeah. Um, unless you're promoted by someone else, you can do a lot of self-promotion on Instagram, whereas it's yeah. not quite as popular or as easy on YouTube because yeah. you can comment, like, follow, and you can do those same things with subscribes, likes, comments on YouTube, but it's not mobile access it's not like instantaneous it's viewership instant- of this content so yeah. it's, it's a little bit more slowed down on youtube which i honestly prefer yeah but it makes it so much harder so yeah. that's the value in instagram um it's definitely allowed scootering to grow at a significantly faster rate than uh previous action sports such as skateboarding and bmx have yeah, but at the same time, it hasn't given us kind of the opportunity to mature. You yep. know, we haven't. We 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 are we are still dabbling. We're still testing the water. We're still dipping our toes in. And there yeah. are riders that just want to belly flop into the water of mainstream media and pop culture with scootering, and the industry just isn't there yet. So no, I, I agree. Um. But yeah, and, and reverting back to the whole sponsor conversation. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are watching this that I know are kind of pondering the question, 
how do I get sponsored? I want to get sponsored really bad. Yep. My answer to that question, and I know that you've probably heard this many times before, it's been rehashed and it seems like it wouldn't work, but it does. You just wait and do, do not have that, that demeanor about you or about your social media presence of looking for a sponsor. I'm unsponsored. Someone sponsor me. I need parts. Send me free parts. I want free swag. No, yeah. that is not the approach that is going to be looked at by potential sponsors. What sponsors want is someone that's going to represent their company further than just, I can do double overheads or oh my God. I can 50-50. I can and then, no, it doesn't matter what style of scootering you prefer. No. Um, if, if you're the kind of person that I, I'm going to 50 50 this 20 stair handrail and do Ron Sharp Steve's arm out, and I yeah. am therefore warranted a sponsor. No, you're not. No. You no. Yeah. definitely are not. You need that sense of, of um, purpose within your scootering and you need to be someone that can be looked up to by the, not only the youth, but the current scene in yep. scootering, you know, make a big footprint by how you conduct yourself on social media and the, the image that you put out there to the public, because nowadays in scootering, anyone can be seen. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could pull up on it. I could go on Instagram right now and pull up someone from the furthest reaching town, small town in the corner, you know, the middle in, of nowhere. in the UK, if I really yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Um, and so you're always being monitored in a way by the scootering industry. Yeah. Um, and so that's why there's like so many of these people that are so marketable in scootering that have stuck with these companies for so long. I'll yeah. use the first example that comes to my mind and this is probably like the most grounded level-headed mature and i'm not like trying to kiss anyone's rear end by yeah. bringing this person up but my goodness is this person a great representation of how to get sponsored in scootering yeah. cody flan oh i couldn't agree more cody is um i don't even know the kid i've never met the kid but like he is a very inspiring individual just by what, oh, absolutely. Done, what I've seen. Oh, him, so totally. And yeah. I had the privilege of actually briefly meeting him in New Zealand. I'm sure he definitely doesn't recall that. That was again on the back end, right around the time I was starting gas station actually. Oh, gotcha. Um, now to think about it, but he has since actually followed gas station and we have the occasional small conversation. And that is the epitome of what people should strive for in terms of becoming a sponsored rider. Yeah. Very easy, very easy to talk to. Um, uh, interacts with so many different fans from all across the world has oh, an yeah. extremely, extremely positive and likable personality. Um, someone that shows support to riders, not only on social media, but like in person as well. And that goes yeah. a long way, much further oh, than totally you might think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just like someone that you can't help but watch. People are attracted to other people that they wish to be like. Yeah. And that's someone that people are inspired by for that very reason. And like, 
above, not, not necessarily even above all that, because arguably skill is almost obsolete when you compare it to those sorts of things. There's yeah. writers that I would say don't necessarily have the, like the caliber of writing that warrants a sponsorship, but they don't need one. That's not yeah, what no. scootering is about. They just want to grow the community and branch out, you know? Yeah. But man, we, we cannot talk about Cody Flom without addressing his phenomenal riding abilities. Oh the my most, God, dude. Probably, probably the most versatile rider ever. He is and like, a wizard, dude. He's literally a people, wizard. People do not give him enough credit for his no. um, abilities in the street yeah, sort of game. Yeah. Where's where's this? Just because of the part? isn't it coming? Isn't it just, coming? It is. It is yes, in the dude. process of filming it right now, and like the, the people, I, and he's one of those writers that no one is going to like make up some sort of stereotypical objection to. You know? Yeah. And, no. Now, like, I, I don't care what you say about the type of scooter he rides, the fact that he wears a helmet when he rides. How he wears an e pad, how he typically rides skate parks. Yeah. Like he is beyond versatile. And oh my the, God. The, the consistency is absolutely unparalleled. And like, yeah, no. no matter what, no matter what your style choice is when it comes to scootering, consistency trumps almost everything else. And Cody Flom has fundamentals down to a T. And yeah. I know that when this video part drops, it is going to be monumental. And like, oh yeah, it totally is. Don't don't let his scooter fool you. This kid can whip back lip handrails. Yeah, he can. He can do like tons of park style tricks in the streets, but also has the flow, finesse, and balance that these these kind of mainstream street style riders want to see in a video part. Yeah. And oh, for sure. Frankly, frankly, I haven't been more excited for a video part since web edit three dropped with Ryan Williams. That was, um, that was wild, dude. That blew my, this, this is going to be a really highly anticipated video. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what Cody um, brings to the table. It's going to be a wide variety of different features, probably mega features, park features, uh, street features and who knows he might throw a quad heel whip in there on flat yeah. ground i mean for all i know he might do a quad heel flat running up to el toro and then throw some crazy rail trick that we had not even thought that he would think of so yeah. just like know that cody flom is someone that you should take notes off of you you think um, if you're like looking to get in the sponsor game it feels like for Cody Flom, at least, um, his style is just like he is on the come up as like the best, one of the best riders in the world. Like I can see so much more coming out of him. Oh my goodness, yes, yeah. Like the, I, I need to make memes about him not falling because I never see it. I don't think no. I have ever seen a video of him like actually slamming. I see. I've, I've seen, seen one of him fall, and they were like, "Oh, look, he does actually yeah. fall." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like him dropping like, to his knee and, pads. Like, and, and 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 beyond that, it's like some crazy box trick, and he lands one foot, and maybe like the scooter gets away from him, and he slides on his knees, and he turns around with the biggest smile on his face. Yeah, just 
laughing hysterically hard yeah. um, and just having the time of his life. And that as well, like I, I wanted to bring up that point as well, because that's a sponsorable rider. People inherently like, like to watch other people having fun. And Enjoying Cody Flom has Cody Flom has fun riding a yeah. scooter. You oh, know? Yeah. And Lucky found that. And I'm not the type of person that is going to outright commend Lucky for a lot of different things. I know that they garnered a lot of support at the beginning of scootering, and they've definitely contributed quite a bit in terms of what the riding that we see today. Yeah. But man, did they do right by Cody Flom. They, oh, they, yeah. that he is hands down their most, not only profitable. I, don't, I hate to just approach this from a marketing standpoint. Well, profitable, true, like, that's business. Just, that's business. Exactly. But, but, but also just most influential writer, hands yeah. down. People may argue and say, oh, no, Tanner Fox is. And like, he probably Tanner Fox is. has. I, I bet in you terms Tanner- of. I bet you Tanner has sold more scooters than in terms of sales, perhaps, but like, I just like, in terms of just the scootering industry, like man, the influence Cody Flom has had is truly remarkable. Um, and also Tanner Fox for that matter, if you choose to segue into him, man, like I, I was skeptical. Like many have said before at the start of his kind of seem departure from scootering yeah. which never ended up being the case anyway no he just kind of needed to feel his feel his way through the youtube environment well um, I, I understand going off of that completely where he's why he did that because he was just trying to g- grow on the platform of youtube which he did a great job doing it he's a very smart kid he like knows what he's doing oh, yeah. his investment i his his investments like space station gaming are like so inspiring for me, like being a business oh, that I am. So it's like, yeah, it's really cool. Like what he's doing on his podcast. Like I'd go check that out. Cause his stuff is awesome. But, um, yeah, no, he's just, he's a really smart kid with the business stuff and lucky Absolutely. keeping him as a sponsored rider is probably smart. And he's still like hucking double flares, dude. Like this kid yeah. hasn't stopped. No, he, he really hasn't lost his touch and people may disagree with me saying that, but it's totally true. Like he, really hasn't lost the 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 dramatic flair excuse the pun that he has had for years you know yeah um really influential rider very cool dude as well i've gotten uh the opportunity to talk to him in the dms yeah surprise surprise on gas station (laughs) (laughs) uh and who knows maybe we'll reach out to him in the future and He'll he'll bring us on no fox given, or we'll yeah. bring him to this one. Or we'll bring it on, bring him on here, Tanner. If you're listening yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. I don't, like hit me yeah. up. We'll get you on. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. We'll talk about. I think he's the, he seems like the, no, no no pressure, Tanner, but he seems like the kind of person that would be game for something like that and kind of like lending a hand to the people that brought him up. Um, oh, he totally not saying that we did necessarily. No. But. <laughs> he uh he so. talked. He like has honestly done more for scootering than a lot of other people just because of how much uh, of a reach of different people he has had. Like he has just brought scootering to the eyes of people who hadn't seen it before. And a lot of those people. So it's just cool that he's had the ability to, I don't know, bring us out to the public more. So absolutely. He is, he has exposed the scootering industry in a way that no one else has. Oh yeah. 
Um, you can hate him so for yeah, like, like going away or doing the tramp stuff or whatever, or buying cars or getting into yeah, cars, yeah. but everybody has hobbies. Everybody changes hobbies and he comes back to scootering every time, dude. And here's something that I will say in his defense. And this is not me saying that like what he did was like something that he should have done. Yeah. It's totally up to him. It uh-huh. doesn't matter. Totally up to him. It, this is a completely subjective, um, like path that he's on. There's yeah. no reason for anyone to chime in their input and tell him how to live his life. But this is oh, what yeah. I will say. Okay. Anyone, anyone, and I mean anyone that was put in his position would have done the exact same thing. And oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Like no. there is no going around that. And that's one of the reasons why I never really held a grudge with him departing from scootering. No. Because he really didn't. He was just feeling out other avenues of life. The kid yeah. was. The kid worked so hard to be given this platform that he now utilizes as his literal livelihood. I know. And so for people to go and say that he abandoned scootering and he wasn't loyal enough to the community and he didn't do his do his like they're just jealous duty and exposing like it, it stems from jealousy and it stems from nothing but ignorance, dude. Like yeah, totally. Total, total ignorance. Um I just I think that he's someone that I will continue to be a fan of and have been for a while. Oh, ever yeah, since same. that how to ever since that how to buttercup video, dude, I've been on board. <laughs> dude, right? The lucky how to buttercup video. I remember watching his uh his videos back before like when he had like a thousand subscribers and they were just like him and his friends eating crap at Claremont. And yep. it was just crazy. I think I think there was a point in time where Scooter Antics had more subscribers than Tanner Fox. It was right in the beginning, but it I, I remember that, dude. It was just funny yes, to me. Sir. Him and him and Maverick Leonard had that um uh, that YouTube channel at first. What is it called? MT Films. MT Films, yeah, that's what it was called. Yep. Tanner, if you watch this, just know that I remember that. So maybe I'm on a pedestal a little bit higher than a few of your other fans. <laughs> no, oh, I'm okay. Kidding. Yeah, geez. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, like just how far scootering has come and then reverting back to Tanner, like it, it, it's, it's all grown so much. And I think no one can really look down on him for what he's done. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really good stuff uh, happening and still continues to happen with Tanner. So, yeah. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about is, uh, you're not the uh, only one that's successful in your family. So uh, I just wanted to have you talk about your family a little bit and your dad and your. Yeah. Daughter. Yeah. So um, I was given the two wheel gene. Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. Um, my family comes from like, not, not, not even, it's funny. I, I was about to say my family comes from a long line of, but not a long line at all. My mom and my dad yeah. started this line, <laughs> started yeah. this line of mountain bikers. And like, so they, they actually met on the pro mountain bike racing circuit, cross country mountain bike racing. Yeah. And my dad was, um, they, they actually met in the, uh, 1994 national championships. Okay. Um, for mountain biking uh, during the race and they were both given a spot on diamondback bikes racing team, which is Jeez. actually very surprising because 
Diamondback kind of delves into more of a BMX brand. Yeah. I don't know how well they're doing anymore, but they were kind of like hot shit back in the day. Like, oh, you know, yeah, they were sure. they were really up there. Um, and and they were on right at the start. They are the most veteran diamondback riders you will ever find. Yeah. And that's what kind of like started their careers. Um, and they they raced for a number of years after that. Um, my mom got second in national championships yeah. and I think one, one or two years actually. Um, and my dad podiumed a number of times as well. You beat Lance, um, but their, their kind of stardom didn't begin necessarily for another few years. First yeah. happening with my mom in like, definitely I would, I would assume would be the highlight of her mile bike racing career which happened yeah. in 1996 uh 1996 summer olympics in atlanta georgia um she took home the bronze medal really at the at, at the olympics yeah wow i don't, I don't know if you actually knew that wow. <laughs> my, yeah, my, my, <laughs> my mom my mom's an olympic bronze medalist and it's hilarious that Crazy. they might get, they're probably gonna get around to seeing this and yeah they're gonna be like sam sam why would you go and talk about us like the most modest people ever. No, I asked, um, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Like, then that that's that's that is my cue. That is my justification for being able to talk about them and boast about. Yeah. Them. I'm like, well, I don't bring it up, but if someone else brings it up, I'm going all out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, sure. And so, yeah, in the '96 Olympics, my mom got a bronze medal. Still has it to this day. It's beautiful. My Ooh. mom hates it, but I love it. Because. <laughs> uh basically what happened is I came home from college or whatever. And I was telling my dad about how I had met Sam and was riding with Sam. He's like, wait, is that Dave's son? I was like, I don't know. I can ask him. <laughs> and I'm like, Which is truly bizarre. <laughs> that is yeah. truly bizarre. My, that my dad keeps telling the story. He just does this all the time. He's like, yeah, I was at Leadville when they were doing the, the race and I was peeing in the urinal. And then Dave Weens came up next to me. and was peeing in the urinal next to me. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm next to, next to Dave. <laughs> oh my God. My, okay. My, my dad didn't get that part of the story and he's going to hear this and laugh his ass off at that. Yeah. That is hilarious. That is, that is a, such a cool memory. Wow. Yeah. That's like very, my dad's going to get a, a really big kick out of that. Same with my mom. Then, yeah. Um, my dad, my dad, I pulled, or my dad pulled out a binder and he's like, Hey Trevor, look at this. It's like, what? <laughs> and he just has a picture that he drew of Dave because he was, all uh, inspired or whatever he's my dad's that's great so he has a he has a we have a picture of uh sam's dad in our house so <laughs> that is amazing yeah no that's that's really cool that's um, yeah I'll, I'll segue into that right now actually um my dad was kind of i guess again most known for competing like racing in the Leadville trail 100 mountain bike race yeah Leadville, ten thousand feet called the race across the sky for a reason um crazy like really intense world-renowned mountain bike race that many people have tried some oh, have yeah. failed yeah a few have succeeded and my dad just happened to be one of those people that really succeeded Was he ended up winning like the race the six consecutive six consecutive times he won it six times in a row and the final one being Lance Armstrong in 2008, 2009. Uh, yeah. 2009. Damn, he's in early, 
Chosen or Chosen Nine? I'm sorry, yeah. Dad. I don't know exactly. I think it's Chosen. Yeah, I don't remember. I think, I it think was... it's two. I think it's 2009. Okay. Don't know four, four, four sure. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm gonna revert back to Chosen Eight because um, I was a really still a young gun at that time. Like man, like me and my brother were three foot nada, you know. So um, here, I got it. I got it. I'm pulling. Oh, up. cool. Yeah. I'm pulling. I'm pulling up his Wikipedia page. So you know. <laughs> um. Uh, yes, 2008. 2008. Okay, okay, there we go. Yeah, 2008 was the final one. So um, it was 2002, 2008 that he raced it. And um, yeah. And then, and like, then in 2009, he, he finished second behind Lance. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> sorry. Okay. So he did it one more year after that, and Lance ended up winning it that year. Um, and that was the, fi- the final year. Yeah. I believe. I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, and that garnered tons of recognition. And like, yeah. my dad's the kind of person that receives recognition well, but doesn't necessarily want it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's really good at talking about his successes, but he's kind of like, not really a... He's not going to boast about it. I want to re- I want to relive all these moments. He's just kind yeah. of like that happened i enjoyed i had a good time trying to move on to the next adventure yeah. kind of thing um and so yeah and like that was just like a really big highlight um also for my family as well like my two other siblings yeah uh, cooper who's two years older and ben who's my twin brother yeah. because we actually lived that you know yeah the kind of unfortunate thing is we didn't get to live my mom's experience we weren't even a thought yet I definitely yeah. wasn't because I, I wasn't, I was the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, te- technically, because I came out second. Oh, um, gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. Like I'd say I attribute a lot of my scootering skills in terms of balance and potentially like physical stamina to well, them. I feel like they threw you on a bike probably pretty early, didn't they? And I was, I was on a bike at, three years old, probably skis around the same time. So yeah, 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 it was definitely like kind of a run in the family type thing, but Uh I think it's really cool that I, I kind of just like my brother, my brother Cooper kind of stuck with mountain biking and kind of took, took that on, um, as he has the last college. Yeah. He actually finished his final year of collegiate mountain bike racing through Fort Lewis here, uh, where we're both going to be attending next year. Um, and he did really well. He got third in the nation last year, which is really good. What? I'm pretty sure. Third or second or third in the nation in, uh, yeah. Um, in cross country? In XC, XC mountain bike racing. Wow. Which is great. Yeah. And then um, my brother Ben um, is involved with singing and songwriting. Currently, he goes to school in downtown Denver at yep. Metro, but he's, curr- he's currently working actually because Metro kind of, blew a gasket when COVID hit and shut yep. down their um, music program, which is rather unfortunate, but yeah, he's yeah. doing fine. Um, and then I kind of just like picked up scootering, which is one of the most more unlikely of hobbies yeah. or pastimes. Um, you want to year 20, 2012. It's, it's the I same, did. but it's different. And, and it's funny. It's actually, it's funny that you mentioned um, the mountain biking and just biking in general is because I kind of picked it up as well. Back in 2009, 
I yeah. watched, and I'm sure many people are going to know what I'm talking about because I, I know scooter riders originated scootering from this, regardless if it was if it was immediate or kind of a indirect relation. But yeah, I watched Danny McCaskill back oh, in 2009, yeah. and that April 2009 video. Um, I don't know if you're going to edit this down, Trevor, and if you're interested in putting film clips in it. Yeah, but there is a video called Danny McCaskill inspired bicycles 2009, which is, I attribute that video to every ounce of my passion for action sports. And that then kind of segues into scootering. Um, and I did, I, I did kind of trials and, uh, BMX kind of mixed together. It's funny because me and one of my older friends, Tabor from back in the day, we kind of mixed them both together because we weren't like we didn't have bikes that were specifically designed for trials. We had free free coasters and small 16 inch wheel BMX bikes. Yep. And so what we did, we did, we, we just called it, we just called it BT biking, which is like, we said like BMX trials, biking, we just called yeah. it BT biking. And we did that for a good three and a half years. Um, there's where your balance then, came from. Jeez. Yeah. 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 Uh, definitely. Um, and then after that scootering, I, I saw a world's craziest scooter tricks video pop up on YouTube and I recommended Yep. and the rest and the rest is history. So, yep. Well, that's, that's kind of how I got started too. Cause me and my neighbor, Devin, you haven't met him yet, but I'm sure you will. Um, mm-hmm. he's a big computer nerd. Now he does a lot of, he's an it grad and stuff. Oh, like cool. That. So, yeah. So he's yeah. doing that stuff, but we were just like, we had our razor a models that when we were little kids and actually my neighbor before Devin moved in, it was Jackson and Joey and they went to um, the other school in town, like the private Christian one. But um, mm-hmm. we would have these scooter shows in our neighborhood. So we'd have all these people, all, we'd invite all of our neighbors and we'd have like the parents and run. stuff. Yep. Yeah. And we'd uh, have these scooter shows where we'd like do little scooter tricks. But before this was way before, like I started scootering. Um, yeah, we do like one eighties and stuff off of the little ramp and we'd sell, uh, all of my parents' food back to them and stuff like that. And just have like a little concession stand and all the older, um, neighbors that we had would come over and watch. And it was, it was just funny. We had our little business model cause we'd have lemonade stands and stuff too. So we do this. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I stopped for a while. I don't know if I stopped, but we'd like, they were really into sports. So I did like baseball and football and basketball and was doing all that stuff. And then Devin moved in and we started scootering again. And I was like doing one eighties and three sixties and trying to learn how to tail whip. And I was like, I wonder if this is like actually a thing. Cause we had like never seen any videos or anything. So we went to uh, my computer downstairs and we're like, all right, pro scootering. Right. So the first thing that pops up, I think was Terry prices. Um, Mini video. I think so. wherever he double backflipped. Mini video. Yep. 2009. 2009. Yep. We saw that, that video. And then we're like, Oh my gosh, there's actually like an industry behind this. So then we like found, I found Max Peters and all of his stuff that he was doing for envy. Hey, shout out Max Peters. <laughs> yeah, so I was, so I got the original KOS before they had like their series of like soul heist, whatever. I got the original yep. KOS and I got the pegs and I had to convince my mom. It was like $350. And I was like, mom, like, I need this. Like we need to get this. And she's like, Trevor, there's no way I'm spending $300 on a scooter. So I'm like, okay, let's go to Toys R Us, rip Toys R Us. And we went to Toys R Us and got a Razor Pro Black Label. And I rode that thing for like three months, like 
religiously. Yo, we thought this thing label. was the shit. Like it was so <laughs> cool. And uh, yeah. all my friends were like, oh, I need one. So then a couple of them got like the other Razor Pro ones. And then um, summer came and I'm like, mom, I need a new scooter. Like this one's starting to break down. Like the wheels like flat spotted. And so then I got that KOS and yeah, the rest is history. I rode that KOS for a year. I didn't change anything except for grips and grip tape for a year. And then I snapped lovely. The I snapped yeah. the bar like right after I learned how to bry. So like in that year, awesome. I learned how to like tail whip right away when I got it, and then yeah. learned how to bry at the end of the year and then snap my bars. And then yeah, the rest is history. You can see all of that on YouTube. So yeah, That's hell right. yeah, That's sweet. Right. Well, I'm probably going to uh, stop that there. It's probably been about an hour. So it's been nice to talk to you, Sam. I'm sure we'll do absolutely. More Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure when Trevor and I are both in Durango, we'll be able to do this uh, more often. Yeah. Also, maybe get some really special guests on because oh, be I'm awesome. sure both of both of us have some connections. I know I yep. have some connections. Yep. I might be able to get some really influential people. In I really want on this podcast. I want to bring in a bunch of people from um, outside of scootering too, and like business and um, other action sports, and see how their kind of view on our industry is too. Because I think that'll be very beneficial for everybody. That'd be very insightful. And if that went to, um, I mean, if that made it online and and people watched the forum, maybe yep. they become a little bit more educated on what scootering really is about. So, oh, of course, yeah. Well, yeah, it's been nice to have you on, Sam. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, wherever you're listening, I'm hopefully going to have this up on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube, along with some other stuff on my Instagram at Outlook underscore Industries. You can go follow that now. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll uh, see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Support your local gas station. <laughs>